Hey, this is Rob Corddry, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour. friends welcome back to another episode of mad scientist party hour my name's kevin Kraft, joined by a man who lost his pants and underwear in an nba bet and is now beating himself over the head with his own boner that's jeff clark hey what's up guys and, and girls and transmitting to us from quarantine the bearded, COVID-infected booger eater known as Shuddy Boy. Yo, when I said I was cool uh, with us talking about it on the show, I didn't mean yeah, that, 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 uh, that I wanted that to be my intro. Oh, Rather be yeah. eating boogers and diddling children, I think. Than well, being... <laughs> oh my God. I mean, is that how yeah. you got COVID? Did you eat an infected booger? No, I went to the, the did you, first. Did you diddle an infected child? <laughs> come on, guys. Go easy on me. You, you said it. I know I, I said it, but come on. All right, you right, got to right, understand that half of the stuff that's going to come out of my mouth is sickness-driven and not <laughs> fully thought through. You got to understand me and Kevin are attacking weakness and your defense systems are down. <laughs> I know. I, it's very shitty for me to ask you guys to do what I have never in my life done for either of you. <laughs> well, look, uh-huh. we're just happy you're, you're powering through for as, as long as you can. I went to a small DIY uh, hardcore show. Oi, oi, oi. Sorry. Friday night. Fun. And... I mean, I was the, I was the put together, like I, I was wearing crisp sneakers, nice jeans. Like I looked like an old guy that was at a show that I would always silently judge from my spot up in the pit. Oh, you were the narc. You were the one that all the other kids were like, all right, don't ask that guy for drugs. (laughs) Uh, But I was high as a fucking kite and drinking beer. So I wasn't total. Eh, but... you, you had crisp sneakers and nice jeans. You, you could have been wearing a wire. <laughs> uh, but I didn't think that I put myself in any situations, but apparently I did. Because I woke up this morning congested, took a Mucinex to try and just start the day off on a good foot. And as the day has progressed... Started to get the aches from the back of my neck all the way down through my calves. How's your grundle feel? Grundle currently is fine. I can still taste. Oh, that's good. And I can still smell. Okay. Yeah. I mean, both times that I got COVID, I didn't lose that either. But second time I got COVID, like like you, I'm 99% sure it was from that municipal waste concert that I went to. And so- I had to. I I ate the cost of a ticket and didn't go see Amana Marth play a fucking arena here in L.A. in December, just because it was like a few days before my trip to Florida to see my mom and grandma. And I was like, I can't fucking risk it. Like I know I've I've had COVID twice now, and like maybe my defense, my natural defenses are up, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to play with fire. So as much as it, you know, broke my slimy, stinky metal heart. To not go. 
I well, passed. every time I've thought I've had COVID, I have tested negative. Uh, so I left work early. Oh, you were at work today? Work, I was in my office by myself. Like I yeah. just, instead of working from home, I worked at the office today. So I left there and I had a COVID test left from the last batch of free tests that the government sent out. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to take it to show that it's not COVID. And hopefully I'll bounce back in a couple of days because Sharon and I are supposed to go snowboarding. And within a minute and a half of me putting the swab in the tester, two lines. Ooh. Like it right away. (laughs) How, how to wait? Because I, I, the one time, I think it was the, the, my second time. Like I kept testing myself because I was like, I'm a little like, there's a little bit of scratch in, in my throat and I got a little bit of like, <clears throat> and so I kept testing myself and it kept coming up negative and I was like, all right, this is the last day I'm going to test myself. I'm still feeling a little weird. And it, it got like the teeniest, tiniest little faint second line. And nope. I just counts. sent it to you guys. It is just full on. Well, I tested myself the next day because I want. I was just like, it was a two pack test, so I was like, I might as well just burn through these motherfuckers. Oh yeah, yep. There's no mistake in that. You are double lined up, homie. It is darker than the <laughs> control line, so that's kind of. Yeah, holy shit! But yeah, the next day I was like, let me just see if it's still faint, and it was. It was like leaping off of the test kit. It was so fucking dark. So, well, that sucks, homie. I'm sorry you're feeling like shit. Uh, this is the first time I've gotten it. Almost made it three years. Well, and the first DIY hardcore show I go to. Did you go with the kids? Is, no, I went with Mikey and Mark. Oh, how are they doing? I texted them. They're both fine. Hmm. Uh, but I did let them know. Damn. But not kissy friends, huh? Let's uh you guys let's talk about the... why I'm really able to push through and get out here. Because some motherfuckers are going to the goddamn Super Bowl bitches. Again, right? Fuck you, Giants fans. Fuck you, 49ers fans. Eat my dick. Get COVID <laughs> for my semen. He just got healthy real quick there. <laughs> There's an Instagram model that I follow named Sammy Draper, who's a huge Eagles fan. And she does this thing. I got to check her website. She actually doesn't do OnlyFans because she has her own website, which is her own OnlyFans. Pretty sick. Down to get money. So you can get in there, right? Yeah, I'm not banned from that one. Um, (laughs) She does this thing called Victory Monday, where every time after the Eagles win, she'll make herself come on camera. So I might check that out. Hopefully, that hit her feed. Wow, that's very that's, gracious of her. Yeah, well, I, I guess I probably owe Jalen Jalen Hurts a, a thank you for that. All the Sammy Draper subscribers, but yeah, dude, impressive performance. You got to be excited. You went I, how many years without winning the Super Bowl? Now you can get two and four or two and five. Not to jinx anything, and I hope I didn't. I mean, if I did, the damage is already done. Uh, but I booked a hotel just off of the parade route from 2017. Uh, 
because I'm not doing that bullshit again of taking a train at 3 a.m. into Philly and not getting home till five o'clock at night. So do you do you know if like it has a balcony or are you just gonna be able to chill and watch it from your hotel? No, so the so the hotels that have a balcony right on the parade route, I did this right after the game ended last night. All those rooms were already booked and they were gotcha. extremely expensive. And the rooms in that hotel also wanted you to cancel before Sunday, the twelfth. Okay. So I booked, if, you, if you guys were to win it, the Super Bowl parade would be the Tuesday or the Wednesday? Uh, five years ago, it was a Thursday. Oh, no shit. Okay. So um, sh- th- it was like a blowout, right? The Eagles win. You guys got like a really high point. Oh, 31 to 7. It was a bloodbath because we took out two of their quarterbacks. In the same game? Same game. Their third and fourth string quarterbacks got taken out by injury on sacks. Yeah, they pretty much didn't have anyone that could throw a forward pass for like more than five yards. minutes of game time. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Tore the one guy's elbow and then concussed the other guy. It was old school football. I loved it, to be honest. Um, what was the didn't I I made a prediction? Last week, you right? did. You predicted that the Queefs would beat the Bungle Bungholes. Yeah, uh, but you predicted a score of thirty to twenty-one. So you got half of your prediction correct. Just the team winning. Just the, the yeah. winning team. Yeah, I didn't do anything. Technically, with the it's hard to land exactly on the nose of the what the score is, but you did go over the total and it stayed under. <laughs> so, however. Uh, the only team that wasn't within spitting distance of the score you picked for them was, in fact, the Queefs. Yeah. The Bengals did only score 20. The Queefs scored 23. My powers might be manifesting. Yeah, your, sports ball powers. your little poop sports model just didn't factor in Patrick Mahomes' injury uh, big enough. But next I always, year, I always sure forget to do that. <laughs> yeah, you got to upweight the injury into your model. Hopefully you'll get it right for the Super Bowl. Are you going to pick against Shuddy's Eagles? I mean, I know there's a lot of research you got to do on your end before you're ready to make an official selection. But no, I already did. What it. are you leaning towards? Oh, I already, oh. I already did all my research. What's um, the poop model say? So, I've on one hand I have Shuddy Boy and the Eagles, and on the other hand I have Richard Christie and the Queefs, and. One of us is more important to your life at this moment than the other one is. <laughs> and but only one of them has COVID. You don't want to go near the COVID guy. I think hmm. I was even when as soon as the game ended, I got a notification from the Philadelphia Eagles app for travel packages to the Super Bowl. Uh $11,000 per person with airfare and hotel. Oh, what a steal. So you could secure some of that financing for John Cooper and just funnel it over. We could shoot some content while we're there for the movie. And I'll th- we should report from the Super Bowl. Yeah, there are tons of um, football scenes in, in John Cooper. <laughs> Man, I, I think I'm going to have to go with the Eagles, for some reason, 
my my sports powers are picking up an Eagles win. I I like that. Do they beat the spread? What's the spread again? Currently, hold on. When I looked at the after the Chiefs game ended last night, it was one and a half points. Right now, according to DraftKings, it is two points. So they win by two or more, or more than two. Okay. Uh, it's so weird that they were like one and a half or another. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, maybe two. Like, fucking stop that. Don't do halves. Well, the the line changes a half a point based on the money, sort of, right, Jeff? I mean, I I don't like. There's a little bit of this is where the line is when it starts, and then depending on how the money goes. So wait, are the, the Eagles kind the, of they're the favorite to win, right? Correct. Ha. Two points. See, and I I picked that without even knowing. Sports ball genius. I think they're going to beat yeah, the they spread. Open up as a slight underdog. So if you're if you're waiting by your computer. And you had your poop model all ready to go. You could have got a good price on it, but now it's I got to lay two and a half points. It's two and a Fuck. half currently. Really? I th- I think yeah. I, still, I still think the Eagles are going to beat the spread, but it's going to change between now and then, right? Yes. So I depending can't on if injury if practice injuries happen or uh, God forbid COVID somebody gets COVID. Uh, yeah, there's always crazy scenarios. Um, Super Bowl week, like someone usually does something stupid. I don't know if it'll affect the betting line, but a couple, I think the San Diego uh, Chargers 49ers Super Bowl, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know who I'm thinking of, but there was some Super Bowl where a guy went to Mexico like the night before and got arrested. <laughs> Oh my God! He couldn't could play in the Super Bowl, so it wasn't a very important player. But shit like that could happen. Information will come in about Patrick Mahomes' injury, and the line could move a little bit. I, th- I think it'll stand pretty much where it's at. It might go down a little bit. That was the Buccaneers and Raiders Super Bowl when Barrett Robbins disappeared yeah. to Tijuana. That's what I, they were in, it was in San Diego, right? Obviously, he just drove. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. So, Shuddy, um, let's just say because I know sports people are super superstitious, and they'll they'll wear the same jock strap or they have these stupid rituals that they think helps the team win. If the Eagles going to the Super Bowl hinged on you getting COVID, is it worth it? Every fucking day. Fucking kill me with it, yo. I don't want to go that far, but. <laughs> well, congrats, Shuddy. Um, it must be a bittersweet day. Well, well, how long do you have to wait? When When's the Super Bowl happen again? Two weeks from yesterday. Oh, shit. Yeah. So the Pro Bowl games are this weekend and then the Super Bowl. Is there any point or any part of you, Shuddy, that's kind of relieved that you got COVID? I mean, I know it's 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 fucking up your snowboard trip, but like the the couple times that I had COVID, it came very close <clears throat> to ruining going going to see my family for for Christmas and stuff. But yeah, I mean, and it's keeping us from going snowboarding thirty five minutes from the house. Like we didn't have, 
you know, we don't have, it's not like it's ruining a trip to Vermont or, you know, yeah, an actual Spare. snowboarding trip. It's miss, it's fucking up like three hours at a, at a local mountain, like oh. just of me trying to get my feet back up, not back under me. Cause I wasn't good when we went last year, but trying to, you know, that's all it is. So it's not a huge, huge bummer. It's just sucks. Cause Sharon said, Draven asked last night if we had anything planned this week. And I was like, yeah, we're going snowboarding this week. And Sharon's like, after last week, don't say anything that's going to jinx it. Oh. And then here I am. Well, the only reason I ask is because, you know, I know know you're hurting. I know it sucks. And it, it seems like when you actually have COVID, the mornings are easier. And then as the day goes on, it gets like tougher and tougher. So like I've. I've drank one and a half of these already. It's is that poop? Ounce water is that diarrhea? Bottle. No, it's it's water with Kool Aid flavor enhancer in it. <laughs> That's what every website says when you get COVID. Drink lots of Kool Aid. <laughs> That's the hoodest shit you've ever done, Shuddy. I'm proud of you. But it's water. It's water, and it's got zero sugar. Uh, but I feel like I feel so dehydrated. Oh yeah, I mean, if you like stay steady chugging that shit, it it does it does make things easier staying hydrated. But I mean, once once you get through this, then you've got that you know window of immunity where you're just like, ah, oh, I got fucking superpowers. <sighs> Spit in my mouth, people of Philly. Let's let's go in the mosh pit at the next DIY hardcore show. Like at the both times after I finally got on the other end of COVID, I was just like, oh man, let's I'm gonna French everybody. No, you never Frenched me. I just Frenched your butt. <laughs> we promise not to talk about that. Yeah, my bad, my bad. Well, Shuddy, while we have you, because who knows, things could go south as the shows we're recording go on. Could take a turn for the worse. While we got you, shall we make our Oscar picks for th- for this year? Uh, I guess. They got all the announcements happened, I guess, last week, the day after we recorded. And um, I don't know how closely you guys have been following it. But was there anything, your initial thoughts, were you were you angered by any snubs? I don't even fucking no. I don't. I don't even know who was nominated. I saw Top Gun was on there. That got me a little hard. Yeah, I, I immediately thought of you because I know that was a five dicker for both of you guys, and it's not, especially in modern times, you don't get a five dicker every year. And you guys got one with Top Gun, and it got nominated for a fuckload of things, including Best Picture. So that's got to give you at least some hope that the Academy still has an eye for, for fun. Yeah, but it could be one of those things where it's just one of the 10 best movies. Like if it was, it's like in the old days, not even the old days, where whenever they had five movies, uh, nominations, I wonder if Top Gun would have made it. I hope so. Five dicker on that list. Um, all quiet on the Western Front. I fucking loved. Have you seen that yet, Kevin? Yeah. What did you think? Of, what was the score you gave? I gave it four dicks. 
because it it did take a little bit to get going and it was fucking depressing that's a it's a tough movie it kicks your ass but whole it was really impressive and i i don't think a lot of times you see a foreign film make it in the the best picture category so that was cool when is the academy awards Oh, this oh. is a long way away. Yeah, March. March, March 12th. 12th. Yep. And we're already doing the picks, huh? Well, the picks came out. Figured, fuck it. Fair might, enough. As well, might as well get it out of the way. Where do we start? How many categories do we pick? I, I forget usually. Are you tracking this too, Kevin, or do you want yeah. me to track it? Um, I got I'm throwing them in a in a note on my phone. I'm ditch I'm not doing the post-its. You guys would be proud. Uh the I don't know what's more reliable at this point. That's a good point. I mean, I feel like we always do 10, 10 picks, and then we have a um, a tiebreaker just in case. <clears throat> then we're not allowed. So we can we can we can double up on picks, but for the tiebreaker, everybody has to pick something different. And I picked a category that's kind of like more technical and kind of a who gives a shit. So it'll make it easier for us to not double up. But I don't know. Why don't we just start with Best Actor? Which I only saw two of these movies. But Airheads alum, Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Which I didn't see, but I heard was wholly depressing. Which is kind of keeping me from watching it because I don't need a movie to do that. Pretty much life does, does that for me anyway. Austin Butler for Elvis, who I think he killed it there. Jeff's favorite movie of the year. The Banshees of Inishirin, Colin Farrell. I don't get how this movie got so many fucking nominations. It sucked so much dick. God, the Academy sucks. I'm not even gonna. I'm fucking. I'm not even watching this bullshit. Not since what they did to Will Smith. I just can't. I don't have it in my heart to forgive the Academy. Not until Will Smith is back up there. <laughs> they gave him an Oscar on the night. Yeah. Before they banned him, though. Well, you can't rescind the Oscar like that quickly. You know, <laughs> you know they would have had they had more time to think about it. Yeah, maybe. Well, and then Bill Nye for a movie called Living, which I don't think I even knew that existed. <clears throat> and then Paul Mescal for After Sun. I don't know the last three people you said. You know Colin Farrell. Austin Butler. Dude, all I know off of, uh, about Elvis is just how fucking terrible that trailer was and how this guy, I didn't think, looked like Elvis. And I really? thought he looked like a... No. I just thought... I thought he was like... I don't know if too good-looking is the right way to put it. It just He just didn't look like Elvis. Didn't really sound like Elvis. But it was only the trailer that I saw, granted. Man, I thought in the movie he killed it. He sung all those Elvis songs. I thought he sounded just like him. I thought he looked a lot like him. Fair enough. I could be wrong. I don't know. So what do you who do you, what do you guys pick? I'm taking Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I mean it's got to be it's got to be Brendan. He, I know he's won like a lot of like what did he win like the Venice Film Festival Best Actor or like didn't he win the Golden and... Globe? Oh, did he? I didn't even know that those came on already. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I don't know. I, I'm going with Brendan Fraser because out of all these guys, um, <clears throat> he's like the only one that I've heard like a strong like, or, uh, a consensus approval on. I guess I'm the only one shitting on Banshe- Banshees of Iroshinen. In inner inner Sheenan. Inisherin. Excuse me. So I guess most people think that's cool, but I- I'm gonna go Brennan Fraser. He does have he is riding like a big wave right now. He's he's got his his renaissance going and people are really rooting for him. He's been having all these public displays of of humbleness and winning over a lot of hearts. I got it. Like, the second coming of Brendan Fraser. Yeah. In your hood, do you see any like Brendan Fraser whale billboards saying like for your consideration, stuff like that? Oh, dude. Yeah, they're everywhere. Uh-huh. Like the past few months, there it's almost every billboard in LA is for your consideration shit. But not yeah. just a whale, you're just you're just saying generally. Yeah, right? all of them. Everything. There's there's one right by me for Adam Sandler. For for Hustle, which I'm for Murder s- Mysteries too. I I fucking I thought Hustle was sick, and I it's it's weird that you Jeff who loves basketball and Adam Sandler are like. Ah. I thought that was a really good. But I movie. wasn't overly critical of it, right? I was just like, like you said, man. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'll stand by that. I yeah, think I gave enough. it a. Three, three and a half, maybe. That's all, that's all I would do. Well, since Wait, since the Sandman couldn't get nominated, I got I, I'm going to have to <clears throat> put my my bet along with you guys behind the the front man of the Lone Rangers, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. So, although I wouldn't be bummed out if Austin. Bu- S- Go ahead. I would say they paid for the Adam Sandler billboard, and he wasn't even nominated. Well, they that's the whole push. They're trying to get people nominated. But it didn't work for Sandler. I, I thought they were trying to win votes. Well, well now they are. Yeah. Well, nah. now it's up to, you know, the Academy members to just <clears throat> vote for it. But, uh, all right. So, that category is a wash. We're all picking the same same guy. So, let's do Best Actress, that's... which is going to... Uh, I feel like Jeff is going to be lost at sea here. So uh, this is why this is part of the argument for having more hype around this is maybe we change it around because what happens if we're all on multiple categories? We got to figure out a way to like oh, draft, comes the draft again, the draft yeah. again, he's back to back to that draft in the category. Yeah. Like draft in the categories. Boo. Like, there's gotta be a way to think of it. Though. I don't just know, because whatever. we all, just because when, we all, we're the same on the same on one category. It doesn't mean we're going to do it every time. No, that's fair. Fair enough. Okay. Well, we're on actress. Yeah. And when you compare your record in your, your betting gambling picks with another analyst, are you picking different teams every time? No, but there in theory, you could all pick the same team. With the same right. spread, Shuddy just gave you yeah, COVID, but not, Jeff. But I'm not. I don't have a bet against them. We're betting against the house. I'm betting against you guys here. Well, whatever. Let's get this over with. Yeah. <clears throat> Andrea Riseborough for two Leslie. 
No idea what that is. Does, does she have an OnlyFans? I'm going to look her up. I would Andrea. guess all of these actresses do not have OnlyFans, Jeff. But you're banned from OnlyFans, so it doesn't matter anyway. Michelle, Can we talk about that later? Yes. I'm, I'm fucking pissed about it. Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. Kate Blanchett for Tar. Haven't seen that one either, but I, I noticed that it just hit the cock. It's streaming on the cock, so Carl and I are going to be watching that next weekend. Ana de Armas for Blonde. And Michelle Yeoh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, I'm, um, going, I'm going Michelle Yeoh. Everything Everywhere All at Once was my favorite movie of the year. She was awesome in it. I think I think it's I think it's going her way. I'm gonna take Kate Blanchett. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go Kate Blanchett too. My brother loves that movie Tar. Said a fucking kicked ass. I think that's like one of his favorite movies of the year. And really? Yeah. It, Bill Bill Clark is one of the OGs in the Kate Blanchett uh fan club. He's been a Kate Blanchett fan for since before we even moved to California. I guess I have been too a little bit because she was in the aviator. Kevin's the only one that hates her. No, I, I I remember I warmed up on her after Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. You've came around for a few years now. You've, (laughs) yeah, you've, you haven't been anti Cape Blanchett, but that's, that's where I'm going. And then it made repeated viewings of life aquatic with Steve Zizou that much better. Now that I'm back, I'm on uh Team Blanchett. Okay, so let's. I want to see Anna Darmas's nugs though, and blonde. I mean, it's on. It's on. Uh, what's it called? Netflix. You can. I don't want to scrub Netflix for that. Maybe I'll just do it on my phone real quick. Just a little pick me up. It's so depressing. Holy shit, that movie is. It's like it's like going through the aggro crag on Global Guts. It's exhausting. Okay, best yeah. supporting actress, Angela Bassett, Wakanda Forever, Carrie Condon, Banshees of Inishirin, Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere, Stephanie Shu, Everything Everywhere, and Hong Chow, The Whale. Jeff, uh, you, have, you have to go first this uh, time. Me? Yeah, because Shuddy went first. I went first. Now you got to go first. So my brothers feed me all this intel and they're saying Angela Bassett's cleaning up and she's pretty much a lock for the mm-hmm. for the Black Panther movie number two, which I thought was fucking crazy because when's the last time a comic book movie won, a, won an Academy Award that wasn't like a technical award or a visual award? Yeah, it'd have to be Dark Knight. No shit, yeah. But... I don't know. My, my brother says that she's got the best chance. She keeps winning, so I'll go. I'll go. Angela Bassett. What about you, Shuddy? Uh, I'm gonna go Jamie Lee. All right. Uh, Sick Nugato's in that one. Damn it! You know I'm with you, Shuddy. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. I'll say this: the girl from Banshees was probably the best part of that movie. She was good. I liked her character. She had a lot of funny lines. I I wonder if seeing it in the theater, I watched it on HBO Max, and from 
the second I hit play, I went over and put on subtitles because I knew those really thick Irish accents were going to fuck me up. And while it wasn't the greatest movie I ever saw, after hearing your thoughts on it, and I know Bill didn't really like it either, right? Bill wants to see it again because it's getting all this love in the awards and he feels like he missed it. He's one of those guys. Well, it was just, I just thought it was the, it wasn't as dry and boring as I thought it would be, but once it was just Brendan Gleeson's like, yeah, I don't want to be your friend anymore because you're kind of annoying. You're kind of a tool and we're trapped on this tiny Irish Island together. But if you keep talking to me, I'm going to chop my fingers off. I was like, Oh my God, that escalated fast. Spoiler alert. It's in the trailer. But made me laugh my dick off that part. I thought that was pretty funny. So I I don't know if I'll watch that movie again, but I'm glad I watched it. It didn't knock my socks off or anything, but it was enjoyable. Uh okay, so anybody be able to be able to you scoring it. What what did you give that? It might have been a three. Uh so so best supporting actor doubles up on the Banshees. With Brendan Gleeson and Barry Cohan. I'm not exactly sure how you say that guy's name. I didn't know that dude was an orphan. And he went through like... I forget what the exact number was. But a shockingly high amount of orphanages. Just getting transferred back and forth. And just had you know nothing in his life. And just worked his way up. And is now an Oscar nominated actor. Which is pretty fucking cool. And that guy takes some weird ass roles. <clears throat> like his his cut scenes from the Batman as the Joker were pretty fucking sick. But oh oh oh, what did I do to my Google? Never mind. Judd Hirsch for the Fablemans, which is weird because he's pretty much in only one scene. Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway. Never heard of that. <clears throat> and Kihoi Kwan, everything everywhere all at once. Um. Wait, am I gone or are you gone? Then I pick. I think Angela it's, I think it's Shuddy's, Shuddy's turn. I'm gonna go Kihoi Kwan. Same. I want some short round to get an Oscar. Yeah, he's another person that's just in the spotlight for just like everybody is in love with that guy. Just every all of his little video clips are all just so charming, and people are screaming at the top of their lungs about him and. I uh, I, th- I think an interesting side story on that is, you know, he was Data in the Goonies, and the kid that played Chunk, Jeff Cohen, just retired from being an actor when he was really young and studied to be an entertainment lawyer, and he's been an entertainment lawyer ever since, and I think he was the driving force to get Kihoi Kwan on Everything Everywhere All at Once, and now he's just in really high demand. Pretty fucking As he cool. Should be. Pretty fucking cool story for somebody who's been a lifelong fan of the Goonies. What do you think, Jeff? Uh, I'll go off course here. <clears throat> I'll go with I'll go with Brendan Gleeson. I fucking like that guy. Braveheart is a Clark classic. Five Dicker. He's in that. He's also in in Bruges. Another Five Dicker. Another. Spacing out on the name. Same director for Banshees. Um, 28 Days Later. Kills it yeah. in that. 
Has he ever won an Oscar? I don't think he has. I don't think so either. He might. This might be his he's, first nomination. He's. Oh, that can't be true. Maybe you're right. I'll, I'll, I'll Google it real quick. He's due for one, I think. Yeah. I mean, he's been in so much shit. Like, so much. Uh, according to his I IMDb. Think, uh, oh, he did, he did get uh, nominated. Or wait, is it just... It's just including this. So I think this is his first Oscar nomination. Sure, he's in. Um, he's in Joker, the second Joker. No shit. Kind of worries me that they're making that into a musical. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. You just. Wow. That's what they're saying. They're saying it's supposed to be a musical. You think he's just fucking people? What's his name? Todd Phillips? I Is hope so. I really hope so. Because, man, is that an uphill battle? For real. Yeah. Like, not a musical guy. I I don't think there's a single musical I could I actually really approve of, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I'm scrolling through this dude's Wikipedia real quick. I guess the Brave Braveheart's the first one that I really remember from him, but hey, I'll go Brendan Gleason. Okay. Best director is Martin McDonough, Banshees of Inishirin, Todd Field for Tar, Ruben Ostland. Triangle of Sadness, weird-ass movie, very strange. Daniels for Everything Everywhere, and Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. Uh, is this me? Everything. Oh, yeah. Go. All right. I guess we're on the same wavelength, Shuddy. Going the Daniels? Yeah, yeah me yep. too. God damn it. Is this the regression point? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wrong game. Hold on. Uh, man. I just can't. I don't want to pick the same as you guys. But you also but don't want to lose the point. Between, yeah, and I, don't, and I know it's kind of between these guys and Steven Spielberg, and I really don't want that bitch to win, even though he is a Long Beach guy. And the Spielberg's responsible for some of the fucking greatest movies ever made. And I thought the Fableman's the, kicked ass. Oh, you're saying that I shouldn't be anti, like, Steven Spielberg. That's not cool. That's fair. He's given us so much, Jeff. He is an icon. I'm not trying to diminish him. I just don't think it's fair that he's doing these gay-ass movies at the end of his career just trying to get one more one more award when he doesn't need it. There does. I mean, he's one <laughs> of the five most important filmmakers ever. By time when he dies, or once he uh, now currently, but you know he'll always go down like that. I'll go with the Daniels. All right. Are they boyfriend boyfriend? Is it like a Last of Us thing? Oh no! <laughs> I'm just you just gang banged everything everywhere at once. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, they started. I don't even know how they got because I think it's tough to have two directors on a project, which is why you don't see it all that often. Um, it's almost like a, like a company having two CEOs. It sort of muddies things. But they started, they started with music videos. You know, the um, Turn Down for What? And then the movie with Daniel Radcliffe, where he's a farting corpse with a boner, which made my heart just burst with happiness. And then everything everywhere. Five Dicker. 
pretty cool career trajectory. All right, so four more oh. left before we get to best picture. Oh. What's up, Jeff? Everything, everywhere, all at once is what it's called, right? Yeah. I remember you being oh, so excited oh, about oh. reviewing that movie and how and how awesome it was. And it is kind of interesting that it's being nominated because movies that come out that early in the year aren't usually nominated. Yeah, sometimes people just so forget I, about them. I feel like they have to kill it even harder to make it this far, if that makes any sense. Yeah. That's how you knew like Heath Ledger put on one of the greatest performances ever because that movie came out like what fucking january i think sounds about right and then it it showed up on the awards the next year yeah so what's the Um, next category we do original screenplay everything everywhere banshees of inishirin triangles of sadness fableman's tar i don't know i feel like Based on everything that I've picked up and based on what my brother's telling me that everything, every, this is me, right? Everything, everywhere, all at once is probably going to clean up these these awards. I have it earmarked for like director, screenplay. I don't know how I feel about best picture, but I'll go, I'll go with screenplay here. Everything, everywhere, all at once. What about you, Shuddy? I'm also doing that as well. That's the only one other than Top Gun Maverick that I've seen, and I just... Don't imagine there's a world that we live in where Top Gun wins. You got to have Oscars. hope. You got to have hope. All right, Wait, that, that was a lot of the screenplays, right? No. It's oh, no, it's it's adapted. This is original. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Are we doing adapted? Yep. So All right, that category is a wash, but adapted is Living, which I haven't seen. Oh. Top Gun Maverick, Women Talking, Glass Onion, All Quiet on the Western Front. Jeff, you are split between two five dickers. What do you do? What do you do? I can't believe I'm going to knife Tom Cruise in the back. I oh! think I'm going to knife him in the back. Oh! Because, because All Quiet on the Western Front is like one of the, one of the best books of the 20th century. You know, it's like, it was, I don't know, it was... I think we had to read it in high school, and I just remember it being like a super important book. Yeah. I'll go with that one. I'll go with All Quiet on the West. Wait, wait, I'm not first, I don't think. So I kind of jumped nah, ahead. whatever. Yeah, it's it's logged. Shuddy, what about you? Uh, in adapted screenplay, I will take Top Gun. Ooh, Shuddy, staying nice. true to his Top Guns. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zag. His top Guns. I'm picking a weird one. I'm, I'm going to go with one of the ones I didn't see. Uh, I'm going to go with living. <clears throat> okay. Uh, living with AIDS. <laughs> I really hope that's not what that movie's about. No, no. <laughs> I, I don't even, I've never even heard of it. Let me look it up. Uh, oh shit. I lost. Okay. So best animated. Where the fuck did it go? Oh, poops. Oh, poop. Ha! Turning Red, Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell, The Sea Beast, and... Oh, wait. I think we even have a uh, a thingy for this. Puss in Boots? Puss in Boots got nominated. Puss in Boots? I think... <clears throat> I'm going to go with Marcel the Shell. 
I got a, I got a feeling about it. The director, Dean Fleischerkamp, I worked with that guy when I worked on Brody Stevens' reality show for Comedy Central, which is really weird that he's now getting nominated for an Oscar. Not weird, it's just crazy. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick that one. <laughs> what's, the, what's the category again? Animated. Okay. What about you, Jeff? Uh, Puss in Boots is one of them? Yeah. What, I, I'm sorry. Go, go through the other ones real quick. Turning Red, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell, Sea Beast, and Puss in Boots. Uh, I'll go. I, don't, I hate him, but I'll go Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Okay. A, I mean, it's a well, it's a, it's a popular director, popular story. I'll go with that one. What about you, Shuddy? I'm going to go Marcel the Shell. Okay. All right, we've got one category left before we go to best picture. And I only I only included this because Jeff, you're such a dork. But best documentary? Do you have any intel on that? <laughs> no. Uh, what are the what are the what are the uh the nominations? In all honesty, I I haven't heard of any of these. Should we scrap it and just do best picture? All that I mean... bre- it's all that breathes, fire of love. All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, A House Made of Splinters, and Navalny? Nevalny? I have nothing to say about any of I've never no seen any of those interest movies. in any of these. Yeah. All right, let's scrap it. Um, so, best picture. <clears throat> Ten of them, as per usual, or the modern usual. Top Gun, Women Talking, Everything Everywhere, Banshees of Inishirin, Triangle of Sadness, The Fablemans, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar! Elvis and Tar. Avatar and Tar. Yeah, Avatar. It did it again, right? Didn't it make like billions of dollars in the box office? Yeah, I think I think it accomplished its goal of making its fucking two billion dollars back. Wow. This guy just doesn't fucking miss. Unbelievable. He gave us the Terminator. <clears throat> I'm not hating on James Cameron. It's just once you read about the budget and considering I've never heard anyone be that excited about Avatar 2, the fact that <laughs> it's in the it's in the the black. It's in the black is super impressive. I'm gonna go who's 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 the first pick here? I'll just go I gotta I gotta go with my favorite. My favorite movie of the year got nominated. I got to follow my heart. Everything everywhere. I feel like I got to follow your heart too, Kevin. You've been on this for a while. My brother's telling me that it's winning all these awards. They said it was the favorite. It's a cop out, but if you're if you're allowing me to pick the same shit as you, I'll, I'll just take that one. It's allowed, but I'm, you're you're not picking either of your five dickers: Top Gun, Maverick, or All Quiet on the Western Front. I, I, if I were to zag, I would probably go with Banshees of Inner Sheeran because I think so little the Academy and those fucking cunts might actually give it to probably the worst movie on the list. I haven't seen several of the other ones, but that movie was such bullshit. It'll probably win. What are these fucking guys talking about? They sound like leprechauns. Yeah, it's it's all cute to do an impression of me, but you agree. You put on the goddamn subtitles. 
fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I struggle. I struggle sometimes with, with accents. So it was necessary. Shuddy? Yes, sir. I'm going everything everywhere. Really? Not doing Top Gun. All right. No, I. they're both five dickers of the year for me. Like I had as much fun watching both of them in the theater. I mean, I did cry during Top Gun. I didn't cry during everything everywhere all at once, but did you cry during the um the football tickle fight on the beach? <laughs> the dog no. football game? When the dog go birds when, when the movie starts and they do the bum 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 bum. Oh God! They're playing it. Tears right at the beginning of the movie. Oh God! I lost my virginity to that song. Just like yesterday when the Eagles ran out from the tunnel onto the field before they stomped on the San Francisco 69ers. That's a good one. I like that. Did you cry at the end of the game too? Kevin will remember that team name forever now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shuddy, so all you... we have to do is... Uh, no, because as I've said to a couple of people, that this is different than the last time. Like, this felt like where we were going the entire time. Whereas in 2017, when it happened, it was out of nowhere. Hmm. And I think winning in 2017 made this the expectation, whereas 2017, just beating the Vikings in the championship game was huge. So, Shuddy, you cried when the Eagles ran out to the field, but those you knew what was about to happen. You're like, oh, you're yep. going to win. Oh, 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 oh. And then when Correct. it actually happened, you were just in party mode. Then I was in book a hotel for the parade mode. Are you going to try to – is there any way to apply to be in the parade? Could you don one of those carnival well, outfits? Well, I mean, if our Instagram is to be believed that all of the support I've given the Philadelphia Eagles through the years means that they owe me a spot in the parade. Oh, oh, we're referencing that again. <laughs> I mean – Well, Godspeed, Shuddy. They owe it to me. Or else they better not give it to anyone else. Or that I'm going to go on their Instagram and cause a scene. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to transfer my fanship over to the 69ers. Oh, man. What if they made it in and it was the 69ers versus the Spread Eagles? Huh? huh? Well, now we got the Spread Eagles versus the Queefs. <laughs> oh, man. Sometimes things just work out how they're supposed to. Yeah, we just have to we have to talk about sports in terms that that get Kevin's interest. Yeah, and you you guys I are doing might a, come over to my yeah. place at the Super Bowl now. Yeah, you guys are doing a fantastic job of keeping me engaged. <laughs> yeah, too bad the halftime show isn't someone you'd be super excited to see. Otherwise, we might be able to get you in for a football it's game. Riri Rihanna. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't hate Rihanna, but. It's not like um, Dr. Dre, Snoop, Eminem, and 50 Cent. Yeah, yeah but I see no 50 Cent hanging upside down from the ceiling of a big <laughs> club out on the field. Yeah, that was cool. The chubbiness. No, that, <laughs> yeah, that was probably the best halftime performance ever. 
I mean, Prince is iconic as well. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He did Purple Rain and while it was raining. And the Super Bowl itself sucks. So, like, Prince's performance is actually the most famous part of it. All right. Well, we are going to do something we haven't ha- done in a, an extremely long time. We actually talked to a guest. We did a, a little pre record with Jenny Frankfurt from the Finish Line script competition, who I used their services years ago to get notes on Iron Lung. And now that things have been moving so briskly with the John Cooper thing, and I know everybody's getting fired up about it too, and I've, I've been hit up by a lot of people asking me for advice. So I feel like the, the chat we had with Jenny is going to help a lot of people that have any interest in filmmaking or writing or making their own stuff there's a lot of good info here that should should help you out so check it out all right ladies and gentlemen of the puminati we are joined by a special guest here jenny frankfurt welcome to the show hey guys good to be here and you are with the finish line script competition i am i created the finish line script competition seven years ago and it's I've I've used it. I actually talked about it a few years ago on the show, and I get hit up often because I've been keeping people updated. You know, people know on the show that I've been writing screenplays since I was a teenager, and always been trying to do something, and I've gotten close, and nothing's ever come of it. And now that things are actually moving, and I'm going to be directing one of my scripts, I've been wow. a lot of people have been contacting me and asking me how to get their start or for pointers. And after you and I spoke, it felt like a great time to to bring you on because your competition was not with this screenplay. Well, I mean, it, it was, but the first time I um, submitted to you guys was for my stoner kung fu movie, Iron Lung. And yeah. the notes I got back from you guys were, they made a night and day difference. It was oh, so great. huge. It made such a big improvement on my story and like I, I couldn't help but reach back out to you guys and tell you how how thankful I was well if I recall you actually made it into the semifinals yeah because that and I remember I remember this really really um vividly actually because it was our first year so everything was much smaller and and I remember a lot of it um and I was younger and my brain hasn't uh wasn't as messed up as it is now, but um, I remember you saying to me, I don't think this is your kind of script, (laughs) (laughs) like this stoner kung fu script. And I was like, you know what? It's irrelevant. It's not up to me. You're a really good writer, Kevin. I mean, that was a really good script. Thank you. And yeah, it needed notes. And I'm glad that the notes helped. But um regardless of what the genre is or if it's like, you know, as long as it's not like some disgusting, like misogynistic piece of crap, you know, <laughs> um, it's, it's irrelevant whether it's something I would see or whether, you know, it's something I would produce. Let's put it that way. I told it, I was telling my son about it, who's 15 um, this morning and I was going to be on. And he's like, that sounds awesome. Like he thought that was the greatest, <laughs> the greatest idea ever. I so, mean, that's that's um, that's kind of my demo. Like when yeah. when I wanted to be a filmmaker, it hit me pretty early on in life. And then after watching Clerks, 
when I was mm-hmm. when I was really young when it when it first came out. Just seeing how you know another guy named Kevin from New Jersey just <laughs> pulled himself up by his bootstraps and was just like, "Fuck it, I'm going for it. I'm just gonna." like a bull in a china shop. I am just going for it. Like, this is my thing. I'm doing it. And it, it lit a fire under me. And then it was, you know, a lot of, you know, the Oscar nominations just got announced and Oscar movies are something I will never be making. I'll never, I'll never write the King's speech. I'll never write the artist, but I feel like the movies that kind of stand the test of time are these, cult movies like I've, I've always wanted to make stories and make films for like the the groups that i used to watch movies with when you have your friends over and you roll a joint and you get weird and you just put a movie on that you want to laugh to it and it's a movie you've seen everybody in the room has seen 15 times yet you can still all watch it together and laugh and that's kind of the stuff that i've always wanted to make well i mean you know in your in your little in your little introduction you said you know well you know stop everything is stops and starts in this business i mean the fact that it's taken seven years you know and that wasn't actually the first you know the first script that we're talking about iron lung and then this one um was maybe a year later or something that you submitted it and that's i mean it seems like a long time but actually the fact that it's really happening isn't that long a period of time considering you're just a guy named Kevin from New Jersey, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it takes a long time to get all your ducks in a row and to get people behind you and get, get, you know, the stars aligned and everything. It's, it's not a business that is um, predictable in any way. And it's really just about um, finding people who believe in your material, like, I said, you know, whether or not it's for me isn't my job. That's not, you know, I'm not a producer. So what I, you know, what I did with this was to, what I did with Iron Lung was to just help you make it as good as possible. And then that leads into your being a better writer to write the next thing and learning, you know, taking those, uh, you know, those uh, bits of info that I help you with Um and here you are. So I feel like happy that I was a very, very small part of, of, you know, your journey. Um, but it's a journey. Of course. Yeah. And I mean, my people sometimes ask me how I even got into it. Cause I didn't go to film school. Uh, so I'm a bit of an autodidact in the way where when I was, when I was young, I was staying with my dad and he lives in like he used to live in the Red Bank area of New Jersey and he took me to Kevin Smith's comic book shop one time when I was young and they were selling a paperback edition that just collected the scripts for Clerks and Chasing Amy so he he bought it for me and I sort of just studied it like I studied the way he structured the script the way you write the action the way every the even the the indentations on the dialogue and everything and you know, before I had Final Draft or anything, so I I taught myself the format. Um, I read Save the Cat, which you know everybody recommends you read. So yeah. that that was kind of where I started myself, and that's kind of where I tell other people to do. like find a movie you really like. A lot of the scripts are available online for free. You can just download them and see how the formatting formatting is. You're not going to nail it perfectly, but you can get as close as you can. And then read read some books 
and when you actually have something finished, I feel like your competition is a huge help because a lot of people, you know, the, it's it's tough when you're only looking at it through your eyes. And when you give it to somebody else, especially people as experienced as you, who can give feedback and seven pages of it is a lot. Yeah. That is a lot of help. And it made well, a world of difference. Well, that's awesome. And by the, by the way, I give this advice that you just gave all the time the best way to be a better writer is to read more scripts and to read to read you know scripts that you love and you know from movies that you love or tv shows that you love and see how they do it everybody steals from everybody everybody takes a little bit of that you know the way that something is formatted or rhythm of something and 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 makes it into their own voice and you know for me the more i write the better I write, you know, the better I write as a, you know, as a, as a consultant. Yeah, it's a muscle. And the more I read, the more I understand scripts, the more movies I watch, the more, I mean, so it's, ob- I mean, it seems obvious, but a lot of people feel like there's nothing I can do. I live in Kentucky or what's going on, you know, it, we work with people from all over the world and a lot of our winners are not in Los Angeles, by the way. So it's like, if you've got a good script, you know, it's, it's going to, and you, and you get it out there. I mean, that's part of the process, of course. Um, you know, we will give you those notes and we go front to back. And that's why I think they work because they're not these vague, like, you know, characters are working pretty well, but the, you know, they're like this in this scene, this is what's working and this is what's not working. And it gives you like actionable ways to fix it. So um, I'm happy. I'm really thrilled to hear that it helped get you to to this place but the fact is is that anybody who has a desire to write um should just be downloading scripts and downloading and just reading good stuff don't read bad stuff though actually reading bad stuff does help um (laughs) in a certain way but you have to know the good stuff before you read the bad stuff yeah watch the room by tommy wiseau and then you can learn all your what not to do's (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> exactly. but like and, and you know what the, the fact i'm sorry to interrupt but the no, fact is is that every genre has its own sort of melody you know and a concept um like um like iron lung is extremely commercial you know and there's a plenty of room for those kind of those kind of movies, the kind of movies that you want to sit down with, with your friends and, and, you know, <clears throat> sit back and just chill with. Um, so don't worry about Oscars or awards or any of that crap, because, you know, your movies are actually a lot cheaper to make. Um, and they'll probably <laughs> be seen more than, than, you know, a lot than many Oscar winning movies. And it doesn't matter. You got to not care about what other people think. And you've got to just do something that's really, um, helpful for you in how you're you know telling your story that's really because once you start bringing other people and their opinions and stuff in you're you're a mess yeah and you can also even if you're an aspiring filmmaker or even if you just want to be a writer there's it's never been easier to shoot your own stuff you can that's right. you can get a couple hundred bucks go on amazon buy a tripod <clears throat> for your phone 90 percent of us have 4k cameras right in our pockets Buy, a, you know, a couple umbrella lights, buy some, those ring influencer lights, you know, yep. get, buy a, like a little lavalier mic, 
get something like that. You spend a couple hundred bucks, maybe a thousand dollars tops on Amazon. You've got the gear and everything you need. And then you just write a short, write a feature, write something that you can shoot very small and collected. And then, you know, make it with your friends. You can edit it yourself. iMacs, MacBooks come with iMovie. Very easy to use. You can't get too fancy. There's not a lot of frills with it, but incredibly user-friendly. And then all you do, you put it up on the internet, you send it out into the ether, and you never know. It could catch on. It could go viral. The right person sees it. And, I mean, sometimes you could even just shoot a proof of concept for something bigger that you're writing, put it out there, right right person sees it, they snag it up, and then they'll they'll fund you to make it into an actual feature. Yeah, listen, I mean, every... Every one of your favorite, your, everyone who's listening, your favorite directors started, uh, you know, messing around with short films, you know, Tarantino, you know, Fincher, I don't know, you know, like, uh, you know, Boogie, Boogie Nights was a, was a short, uh, was a short film. It's like all of these great, uh, all of these great, um, Paul Thomas Anderson is who I was thinking of, um, it is the way to go. And back then they had even less to work with. Now yeah. it's like you said, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there um, that's looking a lot of places that are looking not as expensive as you think it is. It is, you do have to invest in yourself. I mean, I will say that, you know, people think, well, you know, you're saying I got to go buy this and I got to book, but it's not for free. I mean, you gotta, you gotta invest in yourself. Like, like Kevin has over the years, like everybody has, you know, you have to spend some money to get out there, but, um, and you gotta, you gotta take the time to make it, um, so that people are seeing your stuff, you know, like you gotta take chances, you gotta take risks. It's the only way things are going to happen. And you got to, you know, get a little bit of a thick hide so that, you know, when you don't hear the things you want to hear, you're ready to take it all as constructive and make changes and move ahead. I mean, listen, if I'm just saying, like, Kevin, Kevin's a good writer. I'm not denying that at all. But, <laughs> I mean, he's been talking about doing, you know, getting, getting his script up and running and directing it for a while. And like, you know, here it is. Yeah. And frankly, you know, we're all, we all come at it from a different place. I just think, I think it's a great, great example of just perseverance and, you know, rolling with the punches and keep on working and you will get there. Yeah. If you you truly want to shoot, if you, if you truly want to shoot your shot, the only thing in your way is yourself. That's right. Like write something super low budget. A lot of times, you know, directors' first student films or short films are just really conversational and don't have some catchy hook or, you know, special effects. It's just conversational, and the, the way you frame your shots can can say a lot. And yeah. like you said before, having thick skin and being able to take criticism, I remember when I sent you guys that, that thank you note, um the response was like, wow, sometimes people write us really nasty emails. And it's like, how can you ask for feedback and then bitch about it when you get it? Like, you have to take these things. You have to take these criticisms. And you don't have to take all of them because I even, after I did a rewrite on Iron Lung, you know, I submitted it through Film Freeway to, you know, slews of, of other festivals and stuff. And there are other festivals that offer 
notes like you guys do. But this yep. this this one this one festival. So for people that that might not know, Iron Lung is it's kind of like Jackie Chan's Drunken Master. Like in, in in that Jackie Chan, the more he drinks, the more fucked up he gets, the better he is, the faster his reflexes are in his kung fu. And it's incredibly entertaining. So I just thought, what if you subbed out the alcohol for weed? It's a stoner from playing video games all day and smoking weed. His reflexes are really high, but only when he's stoned. And this this competition, the notes they gave me back were like, whoa. Why does he have to like smoke weed? I mean, not not my competition. No, 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 no. This other okay, another competition wanna, was like, hey, what? Why does he got to smoke weed? Doesn't that like uh, not make you good at kung fu and stuff? And I was just like, <laughs> oh my god, how do you not even just fucking get it? How do you not get the joke? <laughs> yeah, that's right. The whole core of the script is about the fact that that's the point. Yeah, Rand. I mean. There's a good. There's good places and there's bad places. You know, you got to do your homework about which are good uh, competitions to enter, for sure. I mean, I really appreciate you guys having me on today and and saying you had a good experience with us. Um, but yeah, there are there are, you know, there are places that don't get it and they don't know what they're talking about. But I was a I was a literary manager before I started this competition, so I work with writers for a long time. I've read and seen every freaking movie possible. Um, you know, so I've done a lot of work and I've, you know, sold scripts and I've, you know, I mean, like this was my job. So I just sort of burned out on that and decided I wanted to work from home because I had, I just, I'd had a kid and, um, I could, I started this company and, um, you know, it, uh, it's not, like I said, it's now in the seventh year, but, um, yeah, you got to have an open mind. It's not, uh, it's about the writing and it's about helping people. For me, that's one of the greatest uh, experiences of any script, whether they're great or not so great, is giving, you know, feedback that's going to help get it to whatever that that next level is. So I I find it really uh, satisfying. And it's, it's, these are very tricky waters to navigate. It can be really overwhelming there's not a ton of guidance out there. There's a lot of tripwires that are all catch 22s. And as a as a kid growing up, when my family asked me, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I want to make movies. They were just like, uh, you know, my grandpa was a lawyer. My dad did construction. My mom work, works an office job. None of them are creatives. So when I said that, they were just like, oh, shit. All right. Well, best of luck with that. They, they had yeah. no no idea in their head of how to guide me and which direction to point me. And I tried figuring it out all myself, but nowadays there there are tools like yeah. like Finish Line. There 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 are services out there that can help you. Um, I just was working a little bit with this company called True Variety. It's T R U mm-hmm. Variety, brand new company that started up, and they take people who are you know looking to get one of their projects made, and they offer a fee to go over your script. They'll give you a budget. They'll they'll do your schedule for you, um, and all they want is a is an upfront fee. They don't ask for mm-hmm. points on the project. They don't want credits. There's there's tools like that. There's a lot of resources out there um, to help navigate this this murky situation. It is, and I, I I will just say I don't know that company. But I'm just going to say you just have to do your homework. Like people, you know, get 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 recommendations like you know like kevin's giving and 
and you know for people that are are trustworthy and stuff like that because there are a lot of people who will try and give you nothing for your you know for your money and you know you'll feel lost and like that was a waste of your you know hard-earned hard-earned cash and then there are then there are places ourselves included who will who will really help um but it is it is a murky it is a murky world it is a murky biz so you know uh just tread lightly yeah let's say about that yeah do your homework reach out for help but yeah the only thing that's going to stop you is you so if you got the drive if you want to do it there are there are ways and you know so many people have hit me up saying that they've they've always wanted to do this and you know i'm starting i'm 40 so yeah uh, and i've worked in radio since i was in my early 20s and i'm just now making the leap making the change so it's if you're thinking it's it's too late it isn't i actually just spoke with a, a producer who's 72 years old and he wrote a screenplay during COVID, had never written a screenplay before, and it got, it got made. It's finished. It's produced. Wow. It's got a star-studded wow. cast. It's in festivals. And he was 72 and did it. Yeah. So, Yeah. Um, just to, to add to that, we, we have had a lot of success stories with people from I, I don't care how old that it, 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 your age is irrelevant. I don't usually know how old the person is when I'm reading their script. I mean, I can tell maybe that like you know, a stoner movie might be from somebody younger, but, um, <laughs> but, but, you know, we've got people who are uh, completely, um, you know, on the path to getting their stuff made and have are in production or in deep <clears> development <throat> with, you know, awesome Academy Award winning people, major development companies, you know, uh, production companies and stuff like that. And they're in their 50s or, you know, they're in their 30s or they're in their 20s or 40s. It really doesn't matter. It's about the material and getting it to the right place. And that's part of what we do. You know, it's not only that we help you get in the right shape, but once it's in that shape, we help you get it to the right place. If, if, if it's really in that good, that good of shape. Yeah. So we kind of do things on a, you know, come, well, let's wait and see basis. If if your stuff is good and we can help you get it to better than good, then we will help you get it made yeah. and we'll do everything we can. Can no promises, but we'll, <laughs> we'll you know, we don't just leave you in the wind. Yeah. Um, so, so- uh, for anybody interested, how could people submit to the Finish Line Script Competition? Well, um, our website is www.finishlinescriptcomp.com. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. Um, and you can find us there under that same, uh, you know, just typing in Finish Line. Um, if you're already sort of in the world of um, submitting scripts, we're... Uh, we accept scripts through Film Freeway. We accept uh, scripts through Coverfly. And um, those are probably the best ways to, to find us. But we're out there and uh, we're we're making things happen. So, uh, you know, if you have any questions, I'm also happy to answer any of them. Um, and uh, if you like go to any, if you go to the website, you can, uh, you know, just pop us an email. I'm happy to give you some guidance yeah, because you you guys were very easy to talk to. You responded really quickly, super helpful, and it's it's something that like.
professional notes like this aren't easy to come by. So I I highly, highly recommend it. It it well, literally made such a huge difference in the iron lung iron lung script. All these things I never considered. And once I implemented those changes and reread the script, it it blew my mind. I was like, wow, I this must have been really bad before because I feel like it's so good now. It was such an improvement. Uh, it, it did much. It did improve mucho, and I'm sure that um, that has taken you to where you are today. I'm, many congratulations on your journey. Thank you. And what lies ahead? Thank you. Really appreciate it, Jenny. And I really appreciate your time. Um, I hope we were able to maybe inspire some people or people that are already looking to do this. Point them in the right direction and give them a starting point. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thanks, guys. And there you have it, aspiring filmmakers. Perhaps that lit a fire under your ass and uh, can motivate you to get out there and fucking create something because God damn it, does it feel good. I've got, I've, I've been working day and night getting shit going for the, for the John Cooper movie and every time I make the littlest bit of, of progress... It's like I took a big hit of crack and and boofed some molly. It's it's like I'm having a hard time sleeping at night. I'm just so excited about it. Like I've got a a super super fucking talented DP who just joined the project and we talk yeah, it's you it's got out a there. super talented DP, huh? I got DP'd. I finally got DP'd and it was magical. Like it's, he's, he's got this whole crew of people that he's going to bring on board. He's got all these connections and it was just kind of moving at a snail's pace. I got connected with this guy. We hit it off and it's now full speed ahead. And I'm, I'm so fucking pumped, man. After all these years, it feels so fucking good to finally be doing it and finally to be going for it. And every now and then I get a little negative on myself and it's like, Man, you're fucking 40. Why did you wait so long? Like, this could have happened so much sooner. But instead, it's just like, I'm finally doing it. You know, I there's so much self-doubt that comes with this stuff, and it's intimidating, and it's hard, and you don't know how to pursue it. But that's where people like Jenny come in. You know, those festivals are really, really helpful. So I know a lot of people have hit me up and wanted wanted some tips, and there you go. There's a nice little segment i know we've been very movie heavy today but hopefully hopefully that points people in the right direction shuddy i feel so fucking bad man i know you're thrashed don't don't feel bad Uh, you know i had to go out and get fucking infected it bit us off your covid cherry yeah yeah (laughs) it doesn't feel as good as the last time i popped my cherry oh when you got dp'd that has never happened, thankfully. Well, and will never. We're gonna. If, some, if that has happened in my life, something has gone terribly awry. Oh God! Please like and subscribe. <laughs> Ouch. Well, um, Shuddy, I know it's been pretty torturous for you to power through and no make it this worries. far, and I know it's just getting worse. I can tell you're you're feeling like dog shit. So. We're going we're gonna to wrap this up here and let poor Shuddy Bear get his rest in, bundle up. I know you're freezing your dick off. 
Yeah, sorry, everybody in Patreon land. I did forward my articles to Jeff, so don't let him claim them as he did the work. <laughs> oh shit! Shuddy boy, accountable. Shuddy boy might be within the throes of COVID, but um, he still has the energy to be petty. <laughs> still got some zingers. <laughs> Listen, I've got till my dying breath. Till my dying breath, I've got to be piss and vinegar. Yep, and that's why we love you. But um, yeah, Jeff and I are gonna keep the keep the party going over in Patreon land. So if you want to check it out, patreon.com slash mad scientist party hour. And um, yeah, it's got all of our specialty shows up there. Tons of content going up every week. So check it out. You will not be disappointed. Enhance your life, friends. You can also follow us on and Instagram. Oh, Shuddy. Sorry. No, go do the no. do the social media. I apologize. No. I should have waited. You usually have not been throwing to me when I actually have something to say, so I didn't. Well, let's get it out of the way now, so I don't forget. Um, go over to imallgone.com slash collection slash msph. We've got the uh, the putty, the all seeing poo t shirt, poozies, poo necks, and there are still some poo tang clan shirts left. Oh shit! Yeah. You heard the man bundle up only a couple. So if you want one, it's time to shit or get off the pot. Yep. Get your beautiful, good looking, significant other, something for Valentine's day from our merch store. I'm sure they will be thrilled. Yeah. Especially if they don't listen. People love, especially if they don't listen, introduce them. That's the present introducing them to us for Valentine's day. Yeah. And clothing with poop on it. Literally the best Valentine's gift gift you can get your significant other yep. would be Huminati merchandise. Hey, and while you're at you it, wanna... you can follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Jeff for our records. And at MSPH Podcast on both. If you want to watch this all on YouTube, youtube.com slash mad scientist party hour. Um and that's it, right? You do it? Yes, sir. We did it, friends. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. But until next time, something. Oh, man. Shuddy, are you uh, are you holding strong or are you losing your life bar as we go? <laughs> losing my life bar as we go, but I'm going to chug along for as long as I can. My problem is I'm fucking freezing and I'm achy. So I'm in the coldest room of the house. So that's... Oh man. Are there any like fucking blank He-Man throw blankets you got lying around? I am wrapped in a Sherpa blanket <laughs> everywhere that the camera doesn't see. And I have a space heater blasting me on high i'm doing oh my everything God. i can to uh be the man the puminati need me to be today fuck poor shuddy i'm sorry man like the the pisser of it all is since winter started sharon and i have been trying to go snowboarding and it's been in the upper 40s to mid 50s every thursday or friday which is our days off and this week, it's 
low 40s, high mid 30s Thursday and Friday. Well, when did you start feeling shitty? Today. Oof. Yeah. Well, so what's that? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Friday's day five. So I definitely, my exposure would have been Friday night. Yeah. Uh, Because I didn't do anything Saturday or yesterday that would have, I mean, unless I got it from going to, have I, I haven't gone to the grocery store or anything in the last couple of days, but I woke up this morning just a little bit. Well, we'll talk about it on the main episode. Okay. Instead Uh, of in the Easter egg. Ow! Work and everybody knows, so I have no problem putting it out into the internet. Oh, Blunto. Gotcha. Okay. I just can't believe I almost made it three fucking years. Well, now you're one of us, man. Welcome to the club. (laughs) Fucking Omicron. Is that which variant we're currently on? They haven't changed the variant. It's just a different version of Omicron. I guess they found it. A name terrifying enough that they just haven't changed it because who the fuck cares about the Delta variant when you've got Omicron waiting around the corner? Yeah, anything that ends in crom just sounds scarier. It's like it, it o- Omicron makes me think of Unicron from the Transformers, <laughs> the big bad world eater. <laughs> Maybe that's what they were going for. Omicron squares up with Unicron and throw Galactus hell. into the mix. <laughs> all right well in that case should we just chug things along not spin our tires in the the easter egg any longer than we have to yeah i mean i'm i'm down are we all good with the tech stuff yeah we're locked and loaded recording video and audio oh activate hoodie all right, let's get into it. From Los Angeles, California. Oh, 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 oh. What year you submitted uh, Iron Lung in what year? Fuck, I don't know. I'd have to pull up my Film Freeway account. But a while ago. I mean, I, I considered John Cooper to be one of my newer scripts, and I searched my emails, and I emailed it to myself like five years ago. Holy fuck. Yeah, time time really flies when you're just sitting around fingering you your ass. You need yourself a little bit? Yeah. God damn it. All right. We ready to go, Shuddy? I'm as ready as I'm going to be. I'm not going to get any better. In Los Angeles, California, we're the Mad Scientist Party Hour. 